and we're rocking. Uh, we're shifting Leonard. That's what it was. Do you have your notes? Are you ready? We're live. We're recording. Yeah, no, we're good to go. I mean, you know how it is. I think that person in the back can finish writing the notes for me, and then they'll slip it down over here when no one will see it. We don't have teleprompters I mean, here honestly, in MLL. You should see all the people that work for us, guys. Production, it's crazy. It's like nobody. One. We got like 11 people back there. We got a makeup person. We got a stylist. We That'd got... almost be embarrassing if we needed that many. Like, how special are you, Addy and Casey? Not in a special famous way, but a special lack of ability. It's all just our family members, guys. <laughs> Cousins. It's too funny. Yeah. Aunt Trudy's over there with the makeup. Well, I'm excited because Casey's back. Welcome back, Casey. Missed last episode. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah, well, technically for, you missed two because we did part one and two with Heather West. Oh, and I was going to say thanks for a shout out to Heather for filling in. Yeah, she filled she filled the void there for a bit, so I wasn't solo staring at a camera and mic I, by myself. I, I think, uh, I don't want to give away our secret, but I think uh, the game plan of maybe a little voice change and call-in could be on the table. Mm. I like it. Do a little fake little run-through. Well, my segue today from the opening banter to the subject line is since we switched up the guest last week, but you're back, we're going to be talking about switching up your lender. So this is... Uh, <laughs> nice. I like that. Do you like that? A little segue. Yeah. Little that's, that's good. Yeah. That's nice. Thanks. I, I get a prize, right? Yeah. Maybe. So what happens a lot, actually, um, and I just recently got this call last night was, and I won't dig into the story right away, but someone gave me a ring seven o'clock at night and they're like, Hey, you know, I got your name from the agent I'm working with. And it's not someone I work with a lot, but, um, they wanted to explore their options on the mortgage side. And first thing I always ask Casey, you know, after you get the, the short, small talk done is, Hey, are you looking to refinance or purchase? Oh, well, you know, Eddie, actually we got an accepted offer two days ago. Wow. Um, to me, that's not a great position to be in for anyone at that point because um, it's already there, happened. there's yeah. already an agreed upon sales contract. Absolutely. There's already a close date. We're two days into this whole process. You know, there's 80 something checkpoints on funding a loan for a mortgage company. I don't care what company you're at. We're going to start the process from behind. It's, it's like, it's like starting. Do you like relay races where they start you, you know, 30 feet behind and you got to catch up? Well, it's the Olympics, so I've been watching a lot of track I know, and field I know, lately. but that's the part that always, you know, at, the, at least the start of a race, you know, because technically, you know, in race in terms, you get there. But on the loan side, like starting behind two days Not can good. be a big deal. That's a really good analogy, especially since it's the Olympics. Nice. I like it. That's fantastic. I think, though, on the track, the way they measure it out, it still kind of works out, though. But still. Yeah, like you're running a full lap in the mortgage world, right? And usually that's 30 days, standard close time for most markets, sometimes shorter, sometimes a little longer, depending on what's negotiated and works for the sellers. But in the end, if you're two days in and you're talking about switching up lenders, that's not a great thing because the race has started. And there are consequences for not hitting your close date. So we're going to go over today just how we got to that position. Cause a lot of people, it's easy for me to get my opinion on how to handle it. And I'll finish that story. Yeah. But there's a lot of steps that were missed by a lot of people in this scenario way before you even had an accepted offer. So we're going to go into that. And the first thing is like, when you're looking to choose a lender, there's a couple key components. 
You want to work with someone that's going to be forward education, transparent, and investing in you. And I think that's really easy for someone like us to be like, oh, lenders need to be better at A, B, and C, right? But also, and don't take this the wrong way if you're a listener out there, it takes a little bit of proactiveness for the consumer, the home buyer, the seller, the relocator, to prioritize meeting. You're not going to call a financial advisor the one night and back. I'm looking to transfer all my assets over now. What can you give me? God, that's so true, right? You don't do that to Northwestern Mutual or Charles Schwab. Schwab's going to go back to his dinner and be like, call me in the morning and let's build out a plan. But for some reason, residential real estate creates this environment, this environment of urgency, panic, and in my opinion, zero transparency and how that distills down to the consumer Casey, in my opinion, is there's zero trust. There is zero trust. So my point to that run on sentence would be at the beginning when in its home buyer and loan originator, we need to have that upfront introduction call. We need to be on the same page, not only for the family, location, budget, comfort levels, approval, savings, total cash investments, all this stuff. But the lender needs to cover a few key basics. Yeah. The number one, what are the controllable costs? This is like the meat and potatoes of what the consumer wants to know and what the loan officer needs to explain. And what I explained to this guy, and I'm going to hang with me, I'm ping-ponging, right? Yep. I was explaining to this guy, I was like, okay, talk to me about what you have because I don't steal business from other local lenders who have who have invested time, energy, and resources into helping you get into contracts. Yeah. This is a very competitive market. Right. So maybe we're just needing to tighten a few nuts and bolts in the engine here so that it all makes sense. So I'm doing this loan officer's job that right. he or she You're should have done a favor. way back at step zero, step one, two, and three. But I broke down into the quadrants of the fees. Look, you've got multiple sections. The disclosures alone in the mortgage world look like a archaic candy land that was printed off of like a 1991 printer. No one can follow them. They're very confusing unless you're doing this every single day. And I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mortgages now. It is still probably one of the hardest things for me is to distill what I know from seeing it over and over down to the consumers, just looking at it for one of four times in their entire life, how these loan estimates work. Yeah. Right. It's really confusing for anyone out there. They're like, they are not easy to read. It's very mixed and jumbled together it feels like from a consumer standpoint when you're looking at if you try to just do your just debits and credits your pluses and minuses and just try to balance it out yourself like simple math ain't gonna happen well not even the math casey just sorry to throw my phone down on the ground there yeah not even just the math but it's like have you ever bought something on amazon or the internet and it gets shipped to you right Mm -hmm. and you're like oh this thing's really cool and then you get this tiny little instruction booklet that's all folded up into this like (laughs) one by one inch (laughs) thing right it's almost like the uh, yeah the the crane yeah yeah, the crane and you pull you open it up and there's like (laughs) seven different languages the fonts kind of blurry and you're like i don't even know where to start i just see french (laughs) dutch spanish where's the english Right, right like i feel like that's what consumers experience when they open them up Mm. not only the layered pressure of like we're buying a home this is the biggest purchase of our life we're increasing our overhead we're spending every penny we have blah 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 blah, blah, blah. what going back to the story though 
I explained to him, look, there's these multiple sections. Here's that first section A, section one. These are the loan-related costs. Yeah. These are the variables that you will see change from lender to lender, mortgage company to mortgage company. Now, most of the time, Casey, it's very bottlenecked now. There's yeah. not a huge widespread on rate and fees. And I think I, it's the most important section, right? It's super. Everything else, and I explained this to this nice gentleman that called me, that everything else in that section is predetermined on the lending side. You literally punch in the address in our loan operating system, they call it, right? You get a fees for quotes from title company that's not selected by the borrower. It's typically selected by the seller in uh -huh. our market, at least. So uncontrollable. uncontrollable. The close date's going to determine the prepaid interests, the fees, the county, the transfer tax and sales, if applicable. Uh -huh. And then additionally, my friend, the property dictates the taxes and the insurance. So that calculates into what every other section is going to be. Every Absolutely. single, there is one eighth of that first page that is controllable. And it's usually about an $800 yield spread, lender to lender on hard cost fees, underwriting, processing, application, whatever. And I was crafting together this explanation to this nice man on the phone that, look, your main difference is discount points. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. you are paying to lock in the interest rate that was quoted to you. Now, what people don't get is, you can lower your rate, but in return, that discount point, which is a line item charge, will increase. Absolutely. To argue the other point, you could raise the rate and you could get what's called a credit rather than a cost. Uh -huh. So you cannot accurately go to multiple lenders and think just the interest rate is what is determining the deal. You cannot do it because the 3.25 at one lender might cost you no dollars and the 3.125 which the average joe would think oh that's a better rate they might be charging you twenty five hundred dollars right. for that rate and that is not a great break even for most loan amounts so i just spent a lot of time i mean it was 15 minutes it wasn't that long but the moral of the story is because this person didn't understand the difference and didn't understand that he could go back to his originator and say, Hey, could I simply look at my options for the rate? What are my buy down opportunities here based on the available interest rates? And he felt so much better. Yeah. But think about it. <clears throat> you he really set him up though. Day two on your great analogy of the Olympic relay day two, we're in. He's like, he told me it's six other people to call. Six. Yeah, that's a lot. I, I mean, when you're, you, what you guys have to understand, <clears throat> excuse me, is this with the 30 days of the purchase, right? There's only so many, there's only so many uh, days you have in a week, right? You have five days, right? Of business days. You got weekends. Weekends don't count, right, Eddie? Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing getting done on the weekends, guys. We'll answer our phone, but banks, title, operations right, right. team. Yeah, we're going to talk to you. We'll answer your questions for sure. We can't move the needle. Though. We can't move the needle, though. The process is done. That's business hours only. Now, throw in holidays. Because, you know, Lord knows we all, every month, there's something in there, usually, right? <laughs> there's something somewhere. They're coming up with holidays left and right now. So That's a good point. All right, so check that. That day's gone. So now the five-day business work days. Went to four business days. When you start behind two days, you might leave the lender 17 business days to get a loan done. Yeah. And that that just might not cut it, guys. You know? Which, 
It's totally doable. I love your totally holiday points and the weekends. Totally doable. Not a lot of consumers understand that. understand that. And like whenever I submit a new purchase, Casey, I am looking at my calendar, and often there will be agents and home buyers that accidentally, it's not intentionally, they will put a close date on a holiday. And you're like, oh, we oh. county title, none of these people are working, so we lost a day right there. Yeah. And then there's like what Labor Day and or even Hosh Parash celebration or the first, there's, the like, first of the month. We just yeah, America's the, not working on the no, the like, first of the month gets almost. I love that point though. It just like shortens yeah, the it, timeline, and it's like, man, you might see that contract say it gets accepted at nine o'clock on a Friday. And there's three holidays in that particular month. Wender doesn't receive that sales agreement until Monday. You've already lost two, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, you plus, you've lost three for the holidays. That's five days. Bang, bang. So you only have 14 or 15 working days to actually mm -hmm. execute it. And not to mention, guys, there's mandatory wait periods on different steps of disclosing <laughs> within the process. Absolutely. So it's a really big deal, um, especially like I, and I'm not trying to get too far off the tracks, but I do a ton of out-of-state relocation. It's just, you know, the Heather and Heather Listy and I just did those episodes while Casey was gone about mm -hmm. out-of-state. There's, when we got an out-of-state buyer, we're sending a mobile notary to, you know, the Smiths out in Texas, even though they're coming to Oregon. Yep. And that's a whole process. We got to organize that, the signature. Then we got to put signed docs on FedEx overnight and then title county. Gotta get those docs there. Yeah, they can That can't. doesn't get there right away. That's 24 hour that's process. That's 24 hours. So that's a person driving a truck with docs. And I guess our point is like, that's a good explanation that there's only so many business days within a month. But going back to it is like, hey, if you're on the lending side, you gotta explain the cost. You gotta explain the rate options to the client. It's one of the first things I do, even if I'm talking, say you come to me, Casey, totally. you're not gonna buy I'm for in, a man. year. We're gonna talk about that break even. We're gonna talk about how rates aren't the same. And something I use all the time is like, you're gonna start getting a lot of internet ads. And they're like, huh? Because Google knows what we're doing now. Yeah. Even me, like you and I, we're on our browsers all the time, typing in mortgage, real estate. This is our our business, our occupation. Right. So all my banner ads are like interest rates here and that. Totally. And, that. and then I How many actually addresses you popping in there. Right, <laughs> I love reading the fine print and being like, oh yeah, one point nine nine for a total cost of like forty five thousand dollars in a day. Like it's just a laughing matter to me. Yeah. But I sit there and explain that. So I'm thinking proactively actively what the consumer the home buyer is going to experience from their point of view when they leave our meeting right and i'm excited hey, you're gonna get all these ads this is how the rate works and a lot of them are like yeah i've been seeing those lately. yeah because google and youtube know they know what we're doing but um totally that is super important from the loan side and hopefully i'm explaining that well enough for someone that doesn't do this every day that a home buyer a home seller is that first section just to bring it right around the corner the discount points, right? Yep. You're typically going to be $800 to $1,600 on what makes America, America with the fees. You're employing two to four people that are grinding away and doing the paperwork, the data entry, Brick calling and mortars. Yeah, calling the insurance companies, coordinating all the titles and the signings. 
those costs typically pay the support staff that are doing all that stuff. So your loan is creating jobs for people, but to truly get an apples to apples comparison isn't calling other lenders all over the place because of that reason, it's really hard unless you know how to calculate and you know what you're looking at with the discount points to get apples to apples. My last point too, and this is where I concluded it with him, was like, it's not fair to take a quote from seven days ago and then take a quote from today, sir. Well, why is that? Because is Apple stock the exact price every single day? Well, no interest rates work the same way. Often the cost and the lock-in are almost changing two to three times a day. Sometimes they're flatlined, but I will tell you in the last 18 months, it has been a roller coaster. There's ups and downs and it could be the difference between talking to Casey and he's giving you one rate that costs nothing, but you could come to me and because the market changed, it costs $750 more, but guess what? Casey's has moved too. Exactly. So you think Casey's better than me, but you just talked to me at a different day. So the stock price changed. Absolutely. Cause that's how they're doing it. Well, I talked to a lender three days ago and I'm talking to you no, 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 right. And you're not comparing apples to apples. And that's, I mean, that's just legit. I mean, I feel like people get a pretty good sense of, you know, kind of the average rate sometimes of the market, you know, you know, so it's. Like, I highly endorse a website, and I don't do this, and I'm not getting paid. I rarely ever endorse. Oh, anything. there you go. Here but we go. ever since I got into the mortgage industry six years ago, I've referenced uh, mortgagenewsdaily.com. Mortgage News Daily. If you go to that website and look to the far right, they'll have what's called national averages. Oh, nice. That's what I re. I love that because it's actually a barometer that I use. Whatever mortgage company that I'm working with at the time to stay honest. I know I'm there. I know we haven't drifted away from average rates nationally. And if you're working with an advisor, a high touch person like myself or Casey, that's going to help you get into contract, build out a great plan and save you money and time, energy, and effort. Those national rates, those national rates are all encompassing in very conducive to what you're seeing out there for high touch wonders that are actually helping you. Now we can't go to www. Get the lowest rate ever click mortgage, whatever, like those people, you will never talk to someone. You would do it all yourself. It will likely not close on time. And let's not mention you do not necessarily have the right to switch your financing mid contract. And Casey, I love it when you're on talk about that because there are addendums, there are other steps prior to flipping who yes, you're working there is. with. Yes, there is. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, where we are located, uh, you actually, I think the seller has to agree to switch the lender. And I'm not trying to make it overly dramatic to scare anyone, but like, say you're, say you were a pain in the ass, say your agent was really rude to the sellers and they don't like you. Say you the, the offer, you barely got it accepted. Oh, you're not on good buddy, buddy term. Yeah. They don't like you. They don't like you. That is a thing that happens. Also all people day. just like buyers, sellers change their mind. We've mm-hmm. heard it all. We've experienced and heard it all. Like the daughter doesn't want to miss, doesn't want to change schools. The house that they're moving to, the, the room's too small. Mm-hmm. True story. I had a daughter who thought the room was too small and wanted their parents to terminate. It's over. 
It was a 10 by 11 standard room. Mm. Just saying that out there. But not to get too off. I'm just saying, like, if you Come have on, Gina, switched, take the room. Gina. But if you want to switch lenders and say, like, I'm doing this, you got to go to your agent here. You have to present an addendum to the sellers. Yes. And that opens you up. Yes, it does. That makes your contract vulnerable to be terminated. Because now it's back on the table. It's back on the table. So that is a risk of which, depending on the situation, hopefully you're not in a Gina situation or you've pissed off the sellers or the sellers have changed their mind or the agent was dirty, if you will, and rude. You're changing lenders at the home inspection as you're just nitpicking it up. That's a good one. You just, well, and also too, you got to look at the negotiation process, especially through um, the inspection period, which you typically have five to 10 days. Yeah. A lot of agents, what I've noticed, go through the chips approach, meaning imagine yourself at a poker table and you have X amount of chips. And usually it's a give and a take between the buyer agent and the seller agent. So say you want six things and the seller maybe is only open to three of those six things. Yeah. Like, okay, well, we reject three of your chips, but we'll keep, you know, the other three. Totally. Now, if you're using a financing switch up, that is a gut check. That that chip value is a lot more. Yep. So gotcha. you might have to give up three or four of your other chips to get this one big financing change up. And why is that? Oh, well, then now you've disclosed to the seller that you're unstable. You don't have your S together and you've burned two to three to uh -oh. four days uh -oh. now uh -oh. on the Casey Olympic loan yep. relay. Uh-oh. Hey, hey, guys, they're smart. These guys aren't not smart out there. People are pretty smart. And if not, they're getting usually pretty decent advice from their agent, right? And saying, hey. Our buyers are switching lenders here. We might have a financing issue. What's going on here? What, why are we doing this? Like, oh, and you know they're calling every even, Frank, oh, Harry, and, and Todd. Now the, now the phone calls start happening. And phone calls, guys, honestly, because they're going to, for the, if Addy, let's just say, continued on that process, right? They're now, they're not, you guys, he's getting lit up. They want to know where that's at, what's going on the, with the buyer's financing. We need to figure this out because we're not sure if we want to what? Accept the yes. contingency, the yes. addendum change. Yes. Absolutely. So, and then they start wanting stuff like, well, how's the loan doing? Are what, we, are, what are we looking like? You know? Are we going to close? Can we close early? Yeah. And then we're like, well. We started two days behind. <laughs> three, now three. Now three days behind. We spent the whole day. Then the sellers need to review the addendum, which they're not going to do until they're home, off work, finished dinner, maybe one to two episodes deep on their favorite Netflix binge. Totally get and it. And then they'll address it when they're a a glass and a half deep on a Cabernet. Probably. <laughs> it's, but that's real. That is so real. And don't forget holidays and business days. Don't like, forget about holidays and business it days, is guys. just draining. So, man, we're definitely on the ping pong app. But I think it's, we're painting some good pictures here. Well, because at the end of the day, I, I like the whole wrap up of that part of it because that initial lender should just took the time. You need to have the conversation like we've preached, people's financing is different. It's like DNA, right? Everybody's different. Everybody learned different stuff as they grew up with financing and their credit's going to be different and their assets are going to be different and how they like do their money is going to be different. And not to mention, there's a bunch of little rules about transferring money and how you got deposits and how you're getting paid and all this stuff that if you're, if you're not checking those boxes up front early, you're doing yourself a disfavor by buying the house at that point, you know? 
Because why purchase a half a million dollar asset if you don't know you can truly afford it? Why? I mean, I'm not shopping for the Ferrari because I can't, you know, I'm probably not going to afford that fifteen hundred two grand monthly payment, whatever that would be, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I might, maybe I can afford it, but do I actually want it? Is that a smart buy? I don't know, right? But like, it's not. Awesome. It's not a smart buy. <laughs> it's not a smart buy. Oh, he's got one. <laughs> the McLaren. How fast you go? Yeah, get out of here. Um, but that's the gist of it. It's like you guys are actually. It's. Can I say you guys? Because I mean, even as a consumer myself. I like to buy with the eyes, right? I mean, it's it's sweet, Addy. You know, I know it's good to be impulsive. Addy's got some cool shoes. I'll tell you that for sure. He's got shoes that lace themselves, right? You know, and it's like, you know, sometimes you know he actually does do investment stuff, so I can't get too far off track on that with him. But the guys, you're buying this thing for a long term investment or investment Absolutely. at least, right? You want to make sure it's a good decision. One to note on your consumer poke at me with shoes. I have a I have a wider discretionary budget for a couple different reasons. One, I don't have kids. Yeah. So like if I had kids, it'd be a totally different game changer. But I think going Casey but the, you want, yeah. I get it and like to keep on your car themed and to slide into an ending chapter here, because we only have a couple more minutes on this app, but here's what I'm seeing, and this is what I'm gonna in my head. When you go buy a car, the people that don't buy a car the smart way show up to the lot they get impulsive then they get drugged to the financing room great and analogy. they feel like great they're doing analogy. a great deal yeah. they'll stick you in that room for six hours they'll give Sweat you like a you one up. ounce cup of water and like a tiny airplane size fun snack and you're starving you've been there all day you just want to close this thing right get this over with yeah that is not the best way because no. in the end you're either going to lose it on the sales price lose it on the fine details because yeah. you got so caught up on the financing stuff the better thing to do back up before you get there and this is the analogy before you go out and look at a house before you narrow down neighborhoods lot sizes renovation loan conventional how much am i putting down build out a financing plan so you go out you go out into the field informed and understanding what's within not only your financial capacity, but your financial comfort level. And it's not a mystery. And mm-hmm. that is the key to real estate is to be able to put on the emotional hat where you go in and you smell the scentsy pod and the candles and you see the yeah. beautiful decor picture. and layout and you can immerse yourself yeah. mentally and physically into moving into that property. But the minute like you that. step out, you put on the other hat, the Excel spreadsheet nerd hat. You're yep. like, I'm going to get down to business. I'm Let's gonna get, get it with Casey. I know my plan. I'm within my budget here. Hey, Addy, where are interest rates at today? Would you mind rerunning the numbers? So I'm really informed on my five different options prior to putting the offer with my agent. You Can you got let me know what the property taxes are? Cause I know they're different between the houses. Cause you guys informed me on that. So it, let's see what we got going on. Exactly. Imagine how much less stress that process is rather than grinding, nervous, agents pressuring you to put in an offer, market's hot, this is gonna go, we've got six offers. (laughs) Guess what, you are in the auto used car financing room, sweating it out with your tiny cup of water in the Dixie cup, and you don't know. You're like, I gotta call all these six lenders. You just had a 12 hour shift, you're about to spend all the money you saved, and you're sweating, and 
going back, you're not comparing apples to apples. You're spinning yep. your tires and you're going to make mistakes that are going to cost you more money than sufficing what you're focused on, which is something you can't read. Yeah, it's it's almost just like, you know, when you are buying a car, it's like, you know, and you can compare this with like the online, you know, lending.com or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, are you just going down to like the row of used car dealerships and just hanging and banging and just picking it out, you know, because we know what that experience is like. Or are you just picking like an, a branded, you know, local, you know, dealership or something like that and working with them, right? Whatever your choice may be. Also, do not forget on the switching concept with agents, right? If you've done your time with Addy or myself or your lender, you know where you're shopping at. You know you're pre-approved. You you squared away and did that up front like you're supposed to. Right. That's when you can shop your agent as you go view homes find out how good of an agent they are there you're looking at homes with them you're on kind of a date with them figure them out right you don't like them there's another one to show you homes yeah that's a good point i wouldn't but i'm not too much bashing on any, on any agents it's out there by bashing, any means but it's like have a phone call and first evaluate the energy and the personalities this is someone that you feel has good integrity is asking questions like how long do you put in me in the house what's your what's your pros and cons what are your non-negotiables how like, many years have you been in real estate all of that yeah how many properties have you bought or sold or any of that stuff good I mean, question i just did a, a TikTok and an instagram video a little short talking about if you are calling that number just a number and someone's like hey joe schmo realty i'll meet you out there they key the house and then say let's put in an offer that person and i'm sorry doesn't give a rat's ass about you they want to get you in a contract, slam, bam, thank you, man. Let me know when it closes. We see it more than we don't, to be 100%, quite frank. 100% and the communication sucks. Yep. They don't care. They don't care. I literally had that happen to me this morning yeah. where I've somebody it, switched agents. Had it last month. Just forwards me the contract. Let me know. They don't even say let me know. Here you go is what it's like. You and you don't hear from us. Here's the Ghost. contract. Hey, when are we closed? Well, At the end. Well, and why, Casey? Because they've invested into this business model. Yeah. The ambulance chaser. They're looking for the next car crash to come up to you and put you in the little ambulance and then take you to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Another. sorry. Man, we're all over the analogy today. Yeah, but, like, we're, let's slide it in with some outro music because we're hitting our point here. We've yeah. actually gone over our, average, or our typical time frame. But Casey, I really hope what we've distilled down and to recap, focus on those loan associated costs, yep. partner with the right lender and agent upfront early and do everyone a favor so that your home buying process is just less stress yeah, and easy and enjoyable. Slow. It doesn't have Absolutely. to be so complicated. It's so unfortunate that all of these basics are unnecessarily complicated so that we Amazed. feel like we're working, I guess. Yeah. You guys know the right moves. Get your stuff squared away up front. I feel like my lender fan count is just depleting as I'm grinding into like some of the. We're just trying to get you guys squared away and make sure you guys make better decisions. But you guys know how to find us on all our social media platforms. Yeah, we love the follow. We love the DMs and the suggestions on the messages. We really appreciate that. Yeah, and we do. Of course, we got that VAP hotline. Look in the show notes there. If you want to hit us up with text or message, we'll be there. We've had a huge influx in those messages. So for a little bit slower to get behind, my apologies, but we're always doing our best. And Casey, why don't always you around. say goodbye? What have they been watching or listening to? M-L-O. Till next time, y'all. We will catch, catch you later. You later.